Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Jacqueline Farkas, who is a marketing consultant, strategist, and content creator, and is the owner of Social Marketing Boutique. Welcome, Jacqueline. How are you today? Hi there, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm doing wonderful. So again, my name is Jacqueline Farkas, and I am a working mom, founder, marketing consultant, strategist, and content creator. So I am, I would say, all in all, a creative business owner. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of responsibilities as most small business owners, but I'm also very creative. So that's what I feel like I lean into my passions and mm-hmm. I really go off of that and do awesome. my, some of my work. Well, before we go into specifically um, behind your journey into basically the marketing side or marketing industry and the creation of uh, a social marketing boutique, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, family life, any hobbies, and then we'll jump right into your journey into content marketing. Of course. So I currently live in North San Diego, California with my husband, my three-year-old son, Jake, and my six-year-old French bulldog, Jenny. I'm an extrovert, Enneagram type one. (laughs) So I definitely thrive on connecting with others. I'm very creative and also foodie. So that's just a little bit about me. But what's your favorite food? You said you're a foodie. So when people say foodie, and you're in San Diego, (laughs) I've been to San Diego, San Diego's beautiful has great healthy food, but good food. So what's your favorite food or that you like dive into? (sighs) Yeah, so hard to choose just one, to be honest, because I like so many, but I'm a big fan of a chicken piccata dish, any chicken piccata dish with some white wine, Good to go. (laughs) Really? So that's your favorite. Now, what about like types? Do you like, we love Indian. I love any kind of flavorful, savory dishes. So I know the chicken piccata, but anything else? Because San Diego, like I said, that's that's a whole smorgasbord of things. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I love some good Mexican food, you know, Mexican dishes, authentic Mexican food. There's actually a small family run pupusas. I don't know if you're familiar, mm. but it's El Salvadorian dish, <laughs> not Mexican, but that they have is if you can envision tortillas, um, handmade tortillas, masa with cheese inside. So think maybe a grilled cheese, but Salvadorian style. It's nice. um, really great. They have again, a little family owned restaurant and it's just to die for. My husband loves it too. And he's Hungarian. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Okay. So why don't we jump right into your journey into content marketing and becoming a marketing consultant? I know you said it's your passion. Tell us your why, why you're so passionate about it. Yes. So I am not new to marketing. I've always, you know, had somewhat of a background in admin and marketing throughout my career. I've worked for many small businesses in the past before starting my company 
And that has really led me to where I am today. I've done email marketing campaigns and also email marketing materials for social media. So I feel like with that experience and also the admin uh, tech savviness in me has really brought me, you know, perspective to be able to then serve my own client on these types of tasks. And I've gotten really great at it, learned a lot on the job. And then of course, on my own, I do my own learning through, you know, online classes, webinars, and also podcasts. So it's a little bit about how I got my background. And as far as my why, I would say marketing, I've learned that marketing really connects pe- people. You know, it really, I truly feel that connection with other people authentically through what I do, which is marketing is a very broad term, right? As we know, but content marketing is actually very specific on the type of marketing technique that is used mm-hmm. rather than just a newspaper marketing uh, or the traditional marketing channels. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I focus in on creating marketing content mm-hmm. for my clients specific to their industry. So I work with uh, service-based uh, business owners, B2B, business to business. And I really am like their backhand a woman, if you will. And I dive deep into the content creation, learning their why, their mission, their values. And I embody that within the content, specifically social media, I would say and email marketing, but I really dive deep and I mirror them. So I'm, you know, mirroring them. <laughs> sure. No, because I would imagine it's important because I know you and I have spoken. I, I would imagine it's important. And actually I had another woman on here on my podcast, who's a copywriter and is doing like education consulting. And she was like, I have to connect. She's like, if mm-hmm. I don't connect with my client, she was like, she had this one client or was going to be a client. And she thought that it sounded great, great opportunity. She was like, and I couldn't see their vision. She's like, it just wasn't resonating with me. So I said, no, I can't take you on. She's like, and that's yeah. how we got into like, not every opportunity is a good opportunity. And then mm-hmm. this other client came and it was like, they took pictures of something like a photography business. And she was mm-hmm. like, I fell in love with what they did. And we clicked like this. So to your point, it's like, yeah, you have to know their why, because then how can you, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there are some people that maybe don't care and they're like, sure, I'll put something together for you. But I think that would make you more successful when you can really connect to then you're not wasting your time or their time of just putting things together that they're like, wait, I didn't ask for this. Yes, I really believe in that hundred percent. I mean, really focusing on the why of your business through the eyes of your ideal client first and foremost is like the number one priority above any anything else you know and especially with working with me i think not everybody understands you know what goes into content marketing like is this just social media there's a lot of misconception and i understand i named my business social marketing boutique (laughs) which is maybe a little bit controversial and people may think well social media and actually the social behind the, mm-hmm. you know, behind the name is more about connection. That's mm-hmm. the truth. It's about connecting that, right. socially. I was going to say your business is in social media boutique and correct. It's social marketing. Aha. Uh-huh, I like that. Yes. So you're basically yes. saying it's the social, it's the connecting of marketing. So that can encompass many different things in exactly. itself. I love exactly. it. Exactly. 
Yes, well, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to clarify that because some people, you know, that may come across my website or my name may not understand if they don't know me on a personal level, they may not understand that. And you know, I'm definitely happy to present that out there and let people know like, hey, it's, it's important to talk about, you know, the meaning behind your business, behind your why. And don't be afraid as much as you may just be starting out. It's very important to be in tune in line with with your values and, and what you bring to the world, because you may be missing out on opportunities and people that that really need you. Well, why don't you talk to me about personal branding? I know you yeah. and I spoke. Well, first, let's, let's put to the podcast world. We met on Instagram and it's been awesome. I don't I, I don't know if you messaged me or I messaged you or something, but either way, no. we met on Instagram and, you know, you knew I was getting pictures and you came with such great advice, which I appreciate. Tell me the importance to my listeners out there of personal branding, which, and I would imagine if that's, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going Mm -hmm. to work for people, you need to have a personal branding element of yourself. Tell me the importance of that. Yes. So I, yeah, I do recall we met on Instagram (laughs) and um, that was great. I mean, I felt compelled to reply to your post because, you know, I could see myself in you a little bit as a business owner. So then I could connect and personal branding is really about showing the world who you are, diving deeper, you know, within yourself, your mindset and, and how to bring that in a professional manner through photography, which again, some people may be afraid or a little bit intimidated by personal branding and, oh, but it's my business I'm trying to sell, not myself. So that's always the misconception I've seen and heard from business owners is that I don't want a picture of myself. Why does it need to be of me? Why can't it be of just my company or something? It's people connect with people. That is the bottom line. There's no way around it. People connect with people. Always remember that. And, you know, I give that advice to all our, all of our listeners is that, Connection is your priority. And how do you get connection? Well, it definitely is um, a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's about the experience. You really want to connect with someone and show them show up on social media with your face sometimes, or maybe with your family, if you're compelled to be in a picture with your family instead of just yourself at first then that's okay. Be okay with that. And then slowly, you know, you'll start to gain self-confidence in different forms. I use affirmation cards to be able to then present myself, you know, in a certain way online and build my personal branding. It didn't happen overnight. I wasn't 100% confident before two years ago to show myself online all the time. Frankly, I wasn't online all the time two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think none of us were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to my point, it's just, it's about connection and how are people going to connect with you, whether it's an affirmation, whether it's sharing your story and storytelling elements, you know, Mm -hmm. and bringing enlightenment to your full journey, not just the positive moments, but also what, what did you conquer? What were your fears and how are you facing them now? continuing to face them. I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned, you know, from doing my own personal branding, but also with my clients is that face your fears. It's okay. And in having that pep talk with yourself, but also with a marketing consultant will do wonders. It will get you places. (laughs) I would imagine also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, but I can imagine also 
to, to your point is being vulnerable is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You can't be afraid to be a little bit vulnerable. I think there is a way and there's some great women that I follow that they're like, look, I really only showed 20 minutes. I know it feels like I might be on here. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's, I think there's a, the people that could really balance that. Cause I know it can get stressful of thinking you have to show everything on social media and do this. But to your mm-hmm. point, I think, yes, you have to find that boundary or that balance between being somewhat vulnerable telling your story, let people connect. Because what is the quote? Um, People don't buy what you sell. They buy who you are. Yes. Your story is, right? So I think that's what I'm hearing. It's like you you can't be afraid of that, which is where someone like you would come in to really help bring that out and say, okay, let's break this down. Who are you? Why are you doing this? And those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, don't be afraid. Like you said, it's really, it is, there is, a lot that goes into marketing and content marketing specifically. There's a lot of steps. It can be overwhelming, but you know, that doesn't mean you need to be afraid of, of trying it, try it and learn from it. And that's the best experience you can ever get, you know, in your business, starting out and even just growing your business. You have to put yourself out there and challenge yourself, you know, challenge yourself, learn a new technique or skill, embrace those moments of, of triumph is my, my best advice there. Awesome. Tell me a little bit when you're doing or some tips for one-on-one client work and what you have regarding that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been in business for almost a year now, had several clients one-on-one and Mm -hmm. so far what I've learned is really get again, connection goes back to connection, really getting to know my ideal client well enough, personal level and professional level. I think both, not just professional level. What do you do? What's your why? But the deeper reasoning behind why they're doing their business on that personal level before signing a service agreement. You know, I think having a service agreement in place for one-on-one work is extremely important. For and any and all business owners, right? For all business, I know any that's- Any business yes. owner, whether your service or product. And that also helps people understand your value, your worth. You know, what are you worth in their eyes and how can you prove it to them without showing your portfolio? And this service contract or, or agreement will help Um, solidify and put the pieces together for them saying, this is what I can offer you. And, you know, my time is valuable. We all are words. Correct. Mm -hmm. And it it takes out the ambiguity of it. And I think in business, that's one of the biggest thing it's if you would imagine you put together a clear cut service agreement. But like you Mm -hmm. said, this is who I am. This is what I'm offering you. And we'll go from there. Once you've decided like you said, you, you know, you're, you're understanding your ideal client. You're like, yeah, I think we, we're a good fit. I can help you. You can get something from here and then working with, with the service agreement. So why don't we mm-hmm. go into then some other tips for business owners? Yeah. So I recommend, you know, start off slow because maybe you're not starting off a business just on your own. And maybe you have another part-time job or you're still in your day job. So you need to start off slow at any stage and do market research. I encourage there's Google, do research keyword terms for your industry Mm -hmm. um, and really get to know and learn some of what's already out there and what you want to bring, you know, to the world and how those two kind of combined and fit together um, to really make a successful service or business. You have to do the research. I mean, there's no way around. You know, you have to understand what you're getting into. You have to understand what your competition is. I think on Shark Tank, that's like the biggest. They're like, well, what's the market share? Have you done your research? If you don't have metrics to measure what 
then what do you even know what your goals are, what your objectiveness, other than you're like, yeah, I want to succeed and make money. Okay, well, what does that sound like? What does that look like? Exactly. And I also found creating a client avatar. You know, What's that? This. Tell me what that is. Yeah. So an avatar is, it could be, basically it's your ideal client, but in whether it's like computerized, you know, generated, or there's actually software out there and even like free programs that you can, you know, just Google which one works for you, but uh, client avatar. And then you can insert, you know, the, the demographics of your ideal clients, you know, what are their hobbies? And so really dive deep and there's worksheets out there that you can just fill out with this information that I found really helpful. And I'm still, I feel like that's a never ending. There's a lot of client avatars you can make. There's not just one, by the way. So Mm -hmm. I encourage you and, and all the listeners out there to start that. If you haven't, Google it, you know, start one today because it's going to help you tremendously connect on a deeper level, be able to market your services, market your products faster and quicker because you'll just know. You'll know and you'll research and it'll all flow. Yeah, because they say if you're going to go, especially on, I know social media, which is, that's like the, 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 the thing right now, but they're like, if you're not building to the particular client that you want, then yeah, you could have 20,000 followers, but if they're not buying your product or they're not your, your niche, then what's yeah. the point of that? Right. It's gotta be, right. it's like quality over quantity, basically. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. And then lastly, the last tip would be implement a client qualification process. So to break that down a little bit, cause that is high level discovery call, you know, have a discovery call or a service consultation and have those qualifying questions right off the bat. Get to know your ideal client, right? Like, what is their income? You know, I know that's a bold question, but I feel like you shouldn't beat around the bush too long, especially if this is a one-on-one. If you're offering, you know, one-on-one services, you have to know if they can afford you. Not just Mm -hmm. that they like you and that you're great at what you do. And this would be a great fit. In their mind, they have to know all the way around if this is a good fit financially and connection-wise for their business. So really diving deep in those questions and then having time to really review those before you say yes and before you sign an agreement because that agreement, I feel, is everything. You know, you have to live up to that as a business owner. They have to live up to it and their terms to make this, to make it work. And that's so important these days is, is reputation, building your reputation, building your, your skill set. I agree. Before we go into some other questions of getting to know you, why don't you tell me a little bit about the specific services that you offer? Because I don't think we we spoke about mm-hmm. that. I know you said kind of like who you are and things, but the services you offer, how people could reach out to you. And then I'll probably do maybe just some other like last minute tips you might have. But yeah, go into the services that you offer and how everyone can reach you. Of course. So I offer a focus of content marketing services. So I I start off with one-on-one marketing services. They're either monthly or project-based where I create custom marketing content and strategy for service-based business owners. Also includes market research, you know, for your industry, the trends, the hot topics. So I save you the time and business owners the time to uh, do that research that I just spoke about. That takes a lot of time and small business owners don't have the time. 
let's be real. <laughs> so um, I'm your time saver and also your strategist to be able to then put together a marketing monthly strategy. I include that in my sessions and also offer marketing consulting as the one-on-one -on -one service. Some people may not know that I offer email marketing, but that's something I do offer one of my clients is currently is email marketing. Why don't you, because I've worked funny enough that I didn't even know that a company that I was with for almost seven years that I started on the bottom and entry level and worked my way up to vice president was an mm -hmm. email marketing company. Oh, okay. And it took me forever. I mean, I worked in accounting and HR, so I was in the back end, but, and I knew terms and I could whatever. And then finally, I think like three or four years in, I had finally been able to tell people when they were like email marketing, I was like, oh, I felt confident enough to really explain, but Tell my listeners a little bit what that entails, high level. Is mm -hmm. it SEO? Is it the Google? Like what part of the email marketing do you do? So for me in particular, my clients, I handle, you know, of course, the content creation and also implementing the call to action. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of SEO, but I don't focus on SEO. I feel like that's another you know, service altogether because it's it a is. huge so I do not do that with my clients, but what I do do is craft the email catered to whatever is going on. If they have any special event, have a call to action, like a register button. If they have classes, have a class register overview of all the benefits of the event or the service. So basically uh, the content that would be distributed. So if they have an email database, you would help put them together what the email would look like to then blast off to their clients. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. So it's like a sales, uh -huh. it's like a sales, you know, piece of the marketing that is really essential nowadays for the people that are not on social media as frequently and they, everybody reads email. So I think that's important to remind people is that email marketing is important. And to be honest, I haven't set up my email marketing because I haven't got a time to really find what I'm going to be offering people. I've done such a great job with my clients email marketing, you know, we've grown tremendously month after month and sure. she's gotten sales from it, which is wonderful, yeah. but I'm so in tune with offering my service to others <laughs> that it now is my turn to work inside my business. And, you know, I will get to that high level and, right. you know, hope to someday soon, but so that's, yeah, email marketing. I, I love awesome. it. Yeah. It's highly recommended. If you don't have one, get on it. No, that's important because to your point, email marketing is everything. And I mean, I, I have an email that I specifically use for like solicitation, like to sign up mm -hmm. for something. I have one email for that. And believe it or not, I can get what 100 to 150 emails a day. And even though I'm deleting, I'm still kind of scanning. So you have to mm -hmm. grab the attention. So you need to, you need to have a specific niche for that. So not every business mm -hmm. owner, you might, I, I might be smart in one area, but this or skill set, my skills in one area, but that's where someone like you would come in because you're like, look, mm -hmm. let me be that attention grabber because like you said, people do check email. Now they might skim it just like, you know, a resume where you're like, ah, oh, let me see, let me see. Oh, that, let, what, what is that about? Let me, let me click. That was a good heading. Let me click. And then someone like you would come in and be like here because like you said, not everyone's on social media. So you mm -hmm. still have to have other avenues of advertising what you yeah. have and what you do. Yeah. Think of a newsletter. You know, that's mm -hmm. how I also approach it is it's a newsletter. I mean, it is technically an email newsletter yeah. <laughs> that I craft. So, you know, I go in it in the mindset of, you know, this is educational, fun, and it has to be catchy. And that's how I always work with my clients from the strategy perspective is I really get to know them. Like I said, on a deeper level, I was 
already yesterday, in fact, I was crafting the May strategy plan for my client and I was just typing away from from my from my mind. I didn't even need to look at notes on what the plan was going to be for next. Did you know your client? I know exactly. And I was like, oh, I already know the words. I got this. Like, and so it just takes time, but it's all worthwhile. So yeah, email marketing. I definitely recommend it. Don't skip out on it. You know, just yeah. just get it done. The second service I offer is actually new quarterly workshop. So this is, I think, I was, what was it? I was recommended to start this from actually awesome. a networking group, a gal in a networking group that I was part of, and she was trying to get me on, you know, the online class or online course bandwagon, but I'm still a little bit hesitant to that because it does take a lot of time. And I think workshops are the best way to go, at least for what I do, because it's engaging, learning and brainstorming type of workshop. It's not just your original workshop where you just learn one thing and that's it. It's actually more than that. So that's why I feel compelled to offer quarterly workshops for social media for marketing strategy. And I have my next, my first one actually coming up on May 21st. So that's going to be coming up and I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too, because I, I think I'm joining it, but then I realized yeah. I'm going to be out of town, but I'm oh, hoping okay. that I can jump in at some part. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why I thought it was the week before and I was like, oh, I'm going to be out of town, but I'm in. So hopefully I can, oh, well. you know, tune in at some point. <laughs> oh, well, wonderful. That's great to hear. Yeah. And I highly recommend it, you know, for any small business owner, whether your service or product based, honestly, anyone can really learn from this particular workshop um, because it's based on social media. You know, it's an introduction to content creation. So highly recommend that. And then the last service that I offer, it's still uh, more of a one-on-one service, but building your brand, mm. you know, so that goes with personal branding, but also focusing in on social media management and then the content marketing. So I have two tiers of it, I would say, and social media management, let's be real. It's a lot of work. And I want all the listeners to, to know if, if you do hire someone for, to manage your social media, you know, be thankful, be thankful for their talent, be thankful for their time, because It is not an easy job for anyone, no matter if you know social media in and out or not. It's really a technique, a strategy that gets you through through these these jobs. So that's one service I do offer for Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. Yeah, Um, I create the social media graphics for it. Do the engagement. Hashtag research is like number one, I guess, requested. So I do that as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So tell everyone how they can reach you and how they can even get in touch with the workshop. Yes. Yeah, so for reaching out, I do have my website. You can go to my website and there's a contact form on the front or on the contact page. But my website is social-marketingstrategy.com. So it's social-marketingstrategy.com. And I'll put it in the show notes as okay. well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have course. that. Yeah. And what about on Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram. So my business, sorry, my bi- I have two profiles as a social media gal. And so mm-hmm. my business profile is Social Marketing Boutique, 
all in one. And my personal is social content strategy. So, and then we'll put that in the show notes, like you mentioned, but it's a little bit of a longer name, but you can't miss me. You'll be able to find it once you start keying in the words, but yeah. So Jacqueline, I know you also have a group that you created or a community you've, you've created online. And I believe it's called the Working Mamas Code, the Working Mamas Connect. Yeah. So the Working Mamas community, actually, I did find it compelling to shorten it a little bit to Working Mamas Connect, <laughs> Connect for the, the name purpose. But what we really focus on in that community on Instagram is self-love, self-care and affirmation. I've grown it over the past year, you know, during the pandemic, I started it, I felt compelled to continue that connection with working moms and really have it be like a go-to community for these topics. And, you know, still going strong, you know, even though I did pivot my, my services, I still feel really compelled and connected with my community. And I don't foresee that going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I'm still gonna go go all in and, you know, keep that connection going, because I feel that fuels me to actually provide my other business owners, that quality, you know, and that community connection. And I was going to say, why don't you speak on the importance of that and what that has brought to you in being a mom too? Because I'm like, you have all of this going on and you have a three-year-old. I have a three and a half year old. So I know I'm exhausted. So yeah, speak on that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So it is uh, definitely, it is, how do I, how do I even describe it? Because it's just, I feel so empowered. Like I love empowering working moms. And, you know, this all started, to be honest, when I joined a fitness community, believe it or not. (laughs) So that's what really charged me as a working mom to be able to provide these, you know, compelling stories and content to working moms is that I joined the fitness community Peloton and I became empowered. You know, their sense of community lifted my spirits, lifted me, you know, physically, mentally, all of the above. And really has made me the mother who I am today because of mm. the sense of community, not even just the fitness, but the community first, and then the fitness that was secondary to me. And so really, you know, on my journey as a working mom, I've grown to love fitness. And it's just a, an essential mm-hmm. form of self care. And that's how that how I can yeah. relate is that, you know, they've brought in my spirits up Peloton, the instructors, the the members that I actually wanted to bring somewhat of that experience to my community. As funny as it sounds, but like, I, I I just love it. And I always recharge, you know, through these workouts and connect on a deeper level with people because I can put myself in their shoes and yes, working out's hard. It's hard to make time and you don't have the energy, but you know what? I do it for my son. You know, I do it to be a better mom, to be mentally recharged, to be able to give, 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 you have to also recharge some shape or form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in the the form of working out also helps get out any aggression, frustration. Yeah. I'm starting to get back into that. You know, my son, like I said, is three and a half and prior to him, like I was in the gym. I mean, I wasn't you know, or no, I was, I was taking classes like three days a week and they were like high intensity classes. And then my Mm -hmm. son came and 
Yeah, I was like, no. And then I'm slowly trying to get back because I'm like, I know I need that. I know I need that as an outlet to kind of get out whatever frustrations. Yeah. So that's awesome to see that you took something to recharge and refill your cup and then said, okay, well, how can I bring this to the community of moms that I that I work with or that you have from your Instagram? Because it all is connecting. And I think, you know, it really does take a village. It takes a community, mm-hmm. not only to help with your children, but I think for the moms, like we need someone advocating behind us to be like, look, you got this, you know, you can do this because we're always giving and telling other people and being the, mm-hmm. the cheerleader. It's like, we forget to be a cheerleader for ourselves. I agree, like 100%. You know, as mothers, we each have our own unique strengths, weaknesses, and our own story to tell. And to be honest, my fitness journey inspired me to show up in ways I never thought I would because I was a little yeah. bit self-conscious. And it's yeah. just, it just flowed, like they say. In all areas of my life, you know, I've become stronger, you know, not only physically, but mentally. And I think mental health is so, so important to keep on top of and, you know, to make those boundaries, you know, for yourself, for your family and have your me time. Even if it's five minutes, hey, it's still your time and own that, own that hundred percent, no matter what other people may think like your family, do it for you (laughs) because that's what matters the most. Well, yeah, because then if mom's not okay, nobody's going to be okay. <laughs> I know. And you know what I found? I mean, that's true story. That's like facts. I, I, I didn't really understand like happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I get it because we are such a dominant figure in the household, at least in, you know, I mean, in more traditional, maybe of course there's um, exceptions, but we just are. Mm-hmm. And if mama's not happy, it's not. And I used to laugh at that, but I'm like, it's so true because I know when I'm not and I'm frustrated, I'm lashing out and this and that. And I'm like, gosh, yeah. So keep me happy. So I don't have to lash out. So I need to do what I need to do. <laughs> I know. I mean, for me, I remember it was less, you know, I was what, eight months postpartum and my parents were very, they're still very old school about their, mm-hmm. you know, their parenting. Right. And they didn't, they didn't understand my wants and need for a date night. You know, I feel like they're getting better at it, but now that's what really recharges my cup and refills, you know, as far as the connection piece with my husband, you know, aside from working out, I also need that connection time and that refills my cup in other ways. And I think, you know, you just need to do it. No matter if it's just one date night for several months, you know, just get out there and make it happen. Because I feel every time I've gone on a date night, I've, I see the progress, you know, I see the, the positivity from that action that I took and stepped out, you know, outside. So do that date nights. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, I can always tell when my husband and I need a date night. And I'm like, yeah, we need to recharge and reconnect. So even if that means going to a restaurant or a bar and having just a couple of drinks to where I can loosen up mainly <laughs> and just having <laughs> yeah. that in him, you know, I mean, it just is what it is. Get dressed a little bit and kind of feel good. And of course he doesn't care either way, but he's like, yeah, we're going to go out and eat and have a couple of drinks. Sure. But mm-hmm. I think that's so right. So to your point, it's like, yes, do this to connect with your partner, which is why the same token, you need to reconnect with yourself by yeah. taking time as well. I will say this, one of the moms who I had interviewed, she's a fitness coach one of the one of the things that she that she is because she has so many things that she does she was saying i actually schedule time with my family and myself first for the month ahead 
and then work on my work stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, I like that. She was like, then I can say yes on this Saturday, I can or cannot because my family and me are on the calendar first. And I was like, I like that. So if there's a, to your point, if there is a date night, maybe look on the calendar in May. Okay, we're, okay, we're going to do it the third week of May, put it on the calendar Mm -hmm. first. And then if people ask me like, no, my husband and I are doing this. And I was like, it sounds so simple, but I think Mm -hmm. we're so equipped to put business first and so many other things first. And the kids, you know, my son's in baseball this and this and this. And it's like, wait a minute. No, you're right. And she's like, nope, I, I'll schedule on a Thursday night. I'm going to spend time doing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yeah, she was like this way, at least you have something to look forward to. And let's say if you're going hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you're like, you know, Thursday, I'm going to take it easy. Even when mm-hmm. my son goes to bed and I'm going to watch some TV and she's like schedule it that way. So, you know, that's yeah. another little, I, I, I say that often now when I talk to people, because I'm like, I think that was such like valuable advice to schedule that first as you're planning your next, you know, your next month, your week or whatever that you're doing. And I was like, I love it. I agree. I need to get better at that as a small business owner. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did it. We we did it the month of my birthday. So that was in March, not last month. It was already. And I scheduled out time and I actually took a day off of work, you know, for my birthday. And that was on the whiteboard calendar. So I, yes, I can agree Mm -hmm. and see exactly why that's beneficial. We just need to keep doing it. Correct. And and don't stop, you know, No. keep it going. What's helped for me of being at home and now being a full on, I guess, entrepreneur and and my direction of things that I'm working with, I schedule lunch hours Mm -hmm. because being at home, I realized I was like, wait a minute, now I'm really on the computer often because I'm home. I'm comfortable. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't even gotten up. I'm like, no. So about 1145, I get up, I'll go, I'll do a quick workout or I'll go for a walk. I'll have lunch. Sometimes I will watch TV and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, by one o'clock I'm done. I'll do laundry. I, whatever I want in between that hour, hour, 15 minutes, and then go back to work. You know? So that's another thing for people working from home or if you're a business owner, or even if you're a stay at home mom, schedule time to say, okay, between this time and this time, I'm going to do this. I know it's difficult with children, but really trying to make that a priority. Yeah. So I I think there was a couple other things, but you let me know if I missed any. No. Next, we're going to go into my quick get to know. So why don't you tell me your favorite book or one to recommend and even, or a favorite podcast. I know you had, you know, you're more of a podcast fan, maybe some, you know, your favorite podcasts you like to listen to. Great question. Yeah. So I am more of a podcast fan because I, I don't know, there's something about reading long books. I think as a mother, (laughs) it just changed after motherhood. But anyways, I mean, one of my favorite books I'll start off with is short. It's called Elevate by Robert Glacier. Mm -hmm. And so it's more of a mindset book. It's about pushing beyond your limits and unlocking success in yourself and others. So it's a very inspirational book talking about, you know, your capacity and how do you build, you know, mental capacity, mm. intellectual capacity. And so I thought I found that really interesting on ways that I can, you know, boost up. And you know, I thought that was really great and inspiring for, I guess, the CEO. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> so that was a definite read. And it was actually it's called Ignite Reads. It's like a small little series. They have different short books, like shorter than 200 pages. And they're small pages, you know, so I found that really compelling to read um, on a quick read. 
And it even says quick read. So that, that got, I was sold. I was like, okay, great. I can watch, uh, read this when I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. Um, and I did. And, you know, it brought me a lot of knowledge. So I like those kind of books. Uh, podcasts, I, you know, there's different kind of podcasts I like. Recently got into, let's see. Mama's no best. something to, to say. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> it's so hard to pick because then I feel like I'm picking favorites over here. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's why, but I really like, you know, the Jasmine Star show. Um, oh, Jasmine Star is good. Right. The strategy hour, that's like a marketing and strategy mm. podcast. Really been into what else? Which makes sense because I guess instead of necessarily just reading, you listen to of ways to kind of get, you know, continuing education for yourself mm-hmm. and learning from these women and what they do. Yes. Yes. And then another one, one of my good friends had brought me on to listening was the one thing it's called the one thing which mm-hmm. is really interesting it's an entrepreneurial podcast with different stories and advice and tips but I highly recommend you know giving it a listen there are a little bit longer podcasts but I found it helped defining your why and, and putting your mind in the right perspective you know if you're feeling a little bit lost or challenged in your business I think listening to one of those you'll instantly get reconnected with, yeah, with, with what you're doing and why you're doing it because there's a lot going on um, in your business. Yeah. What's the best business advice you've received so far? Great question. So the best business advice I've received was why not promote yourself rather than your business? Focus on your talent, your experiences and your value. And I really, at that point in time, I was not thinking like that. I was thinking like, I'm starting my business and I'm trying to transition, you know, Mm -hmm. from my day job to now work full time for myself. How am I going to do that? Well, I need to market my services Mm -hmm. and, and yes, myself, but I need to do both. And I wasn't fully in the right mindset at the time when I first started my business on like, what, how do I do this? Um, But I definitely got more clear picture on you know, that's where personal branding comes in is focus on that first. If you do that right, then everything else will follow. And so I feel like now that my mind, my, sorry, my mindset has shifted. I'm in the right direction. If I wouldn't have changed my mindset, I would not be here probably talking to you today about business tips and advice because it's just not the same. So that advice opened my eyes up. And ever since then, the rest is history. I love it. What has motherhood taught you? Oh, motherhood. Well, I feel like, you know, there's motherhood and there's working motherhood and there's stay at home. We're all mothers, right? We're all mothers. We all work. We all work. And that's what matters. We all work, no matter your job, your occupation. But really, motherhood has taught me, you know, to believe in myself uh, Mm. more than I, I have previously, I feel like motherhood has also brought on, you know, a lot of doubt in the postpartum, maybe like in the first six months, you know, it's a very challenging time for a new, new mom to really get her identity back. Mm -hmm. And I also think that's where I, my mind shifted and I wanted to be more connected with other working moms like myself is that we can lose, everyone can lose their identity through motherhood in the beginning of motherhood, you know, 
at any part in motherhood, it, it is a possibility, but that shouldn't stop you from following your dreams, your passions, and being consistent, you know, with yes. yourself, loving yourself, having grace with yourself and owning your uniqueness, you know, at the end of the day. So I think it, it's taught me to be stronger yeah. and, and own my, my story because yeah. owning your story is, is very, very powerful. Yeah, it definitely is. I think it gives you definitely more reason and more focus and just so many things. It's, yeah, no, I know. When you're I like oh, six months to get it, I'm like, I think I finally got back to me probably when he was about two years old. It took, it took a while. I struggled. I struggled, which is why I was so compelled to do what I'm doing now on the mom side, mm -hmm. because it, I struggled and I felt someone like me who was in such a high level positions in my career and, you know, very fearless in nature and direct and strong willed and I can do anything. And then my son came and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, no, I completely fell apart. I mean, not completely fell apart, but it was just a struggle for me to find myself again, to find my groove, deal with the anxiety and all of that. So yeah, it changes you, you know, and I think you have I to agree. be okay with that, that you're probably never going to be that person again. I agree. And to be honest, you know, I feel like at six months, I had somewhat of a mental shift. But at that time, I was still trying to work in corporate America. Mm. And I didn't have my business on my mind. You know, I, yeah. I was really confused. Like you're saying, I was just very, you know, attached to my son and, and worried about the world. Like, how is this going to work with the working and the, just how am I going to do it all? Right? That was my biggest concern. And I feel like I had excuse me, a little bit of uh, postpartum depression, you know, because of this identity crisis that I was dealing with. And I know yeah. it's normal. And I was in this hole, you know, I was, I was very deep in it that yeah. I didn't know what in the world. And then now, you know, fast forward to today, you know, three years later, I feel so confident. I feel yeah. so, I've learned a lot, you know, and I definitely learned that where my happiness is and my passion, I need to follow that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't give it up as much as, as much work as it takes. Don't give it up and don't give sight on it because it's just not worth it to lose yeah. something that you're so passionate about. Why do you have to give that up? And just choose because one? you're a mom. Yeah. Just because you're a mom. Exactly. You don't have to choose. And I know there's a lot of society talk about that and and the misconceptions of the corporate world, in my opinion, yeah. that that's what moved me so much to be that different person, to be that different working mom that does do her business and that continues on, mm -hmm. no matter the challenge. I mean, I'm still doing it. It's, that's it's awesome. a journey. It is mm -hmm. a definitely, definitely, definitely a journey. And yeah. I think it'll make you a stronger businesswoman too. Yes, right. Exactly. Cause you, yeah, you know, you're like, I don't have time to waste. I have a family. I need to do what I have to do. So it kind of puts things in perspective. So 100%. any other final thoughts to the podcast world, anything you want to share? Yes. Well, I definitely, I'm a huge believer in affirmations and, you know, really owning your story. So I want to share a couple of things and a quote or affirmation that really connected with me. Okay. So I have several here, so <laughs> it's no, hard ahead. to choose one, right? But my, one of my favorites is by being yourself you put something wonderful into the world that was not there before. Mm. It was, it was not there before. And sorry, I'm choking up on emotion because 
it's so true like if I think back to three years ago or when I first had my son if I was not going to be myself how would I connect with people like how it just always be authentic always follow your passion no matter if you're tired and you're you want to give up on yourself face your fears and just get out there get stronger go out there and do something sorry but yeah that's my best advice I mean as you can see I'm emotional and you know it's for a reason because I put my my heart out there you know on online and also you know to my clients that I really do want to show my authentic self and I believe 100% that it will come back to me in a positive form Amen to that. I love that. I definitely yeah. believe that the more lights, the more love that you put out in yourself, a thousand percent. And yes, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. There's going to be moments where you're like, mm, you may run into people that don't see the value that don't appreciate, but don't let them deter you from number one, your why, your reason, and let them dim your light or, you know, dim your shine or, or take that away from you. You keep, keep yeah. it moving, you know? Yes. Never give up. It's never, and it's never too late to start. Like they say, never. Yes. I was on a woman's leadership summit yesterday on Friday. And that was one of the things I was looking at the comments and someone was like, but I don't have a hobby. You know, I've raised kids. So I put in the chat, I was like, it is never too late to start. Think of something. So they read my comment and they're like, yes, they're, you know, they read it out loud. They were like, yes, it's, if you're, if you're sitting there like, well, what do I like? What do I do? They're like, it's never too late to start. Don't think because you're a certain age that you shouldn't, you couldn't, and you can't. It's like, no, you definitely can. You just have to, I think you had said earlier, you know, kind of believe in yourself and let go of some of that fear. Yeah. And I think, you know, the last thing I would say is, is don't be afraid to, to connect with other moms, you know, they may be going through the same thing, but don't be silent, you know, as much as you may be going through something, you know, have your time, have your moment of, you know, peace, but reach out to someone because they may be wanting to talk to you as much as you want to talk to them. And so don't be afraid, you know, overall, whether it's meeting new mom friends or starting a business, reach out to somebody who you think would connect with you on that level, because you never know. (laughs) You never know. I love it. You never know. Well, Jacqueline, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for sharing your truth, your journey for dropping some gems. I was taking notes, even though I'll listen Mm -hmm. back to this, but I feel like in the when it's like there, you know, fresh in my mind, and I definitely got inspired. So thank you for that. Thank you for your time and continue, you know, doing what you do. Thank you for having me, Nicole. And thank you, listeners. Have a wonderful, beautiful day. You too, Jacqueline. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. Please share this episode, download it, rate, review, and subscribe to my show if you haven't already done so. And tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her motherhood journey. Continue blessings to you all for love and light.